Warning, the following episode of Orsini's Uncensored Mind contains explicit language and adult content. The thoughts and opinions stated on the show are reflective of A.J. Orsini and his guests exclusively. But seriously, guys, the show's called Uncensored. If you got a problem with bad language, I really don't give a shit. Welcome to Orsini's Uncensored Mind, and now your host, AJ Orsini. How the hell is everybody out there? This is your boy. This is your host, your main man, AJ Orsini, and I am your host of Orsini's Uncensored Mind, and I have to uh, I have to congregate, I have to talk to my people out there, the congregation here of uh, uh, the squad of, oh, I, I've got to tell you right now, um... I, I I am in a bad spot right here. I am in a bad place. I I am in 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 horrible, horrible, horrible place right now. So let me up. Let me let me update you guys on exactly what's happening right now. So this is the eve here of Thanksgiving, and this is the time to be thankful. And this is the time to uh, to really sit here and, and, and be thankful for everything that we've got going on in our lives. And to be honest with you, I've got a lot to be thankful for. There's a lot going on, my, going on in my life right now. It's very positive. And there is a lot uh, uh, that uh, I, I have to be, be thankful for. Uh, if I'm stammering right now, it's because my body is completely racked from head to toe with absolute anger. Because it is Wednesday, and I had a show pretty much done and wrapped up and uh and I lost it and I don't mean lost it as in I don't know where the fuck it is it got deleted there was a bunch of shit on the screen I was rushing because I was in between classes a lot of things going on and I don't know what I did but it's gone and now it is Wednesday actually I think it's like nine o'clock like right now and I'm trying to sit here and and do something else as far as show goes and uh and i'm gonna be honest with you uh i don't really have it fucking in me right now to do this whole shit again i did 60 plus minutes um for this episode for tonight and it was one of the most emotional episodes i have literally ever done i got to a place physically and emotionally that i have never been on this show and i did uh uh and i just wore myself out on that fucking topic and as it would have, as it would work itself out, in true life fucking fashion, that great episode, the one episode that I'm sure would have been um, very lethargic for me, is gone. I don't know where it is. I I don't know what kind of special hell I have been put into to be in this fucking position. I don't know. But here I am with a microphone on. Uh, Super late. I'm putting this fucking episode up. Uh, not a, and what hurts is is not just well. I didn't. It, it would have been easier, I think, if I didn't have anything together. And I just spitballing, and I'm just putting shit together to keep the streak alive here. But it was a really good fucking episode, and it's gone. And I don't know where where I'm supposed to go with this because I don't have the emotional capability of going back into this fucking place and talking about it again. So I'm at a loss here. I'm stressed the fuck out. I've been dealing with a lot of personal shit. And this is the one part of my life, the show, that is supposed to be the, the, the therapy. I'm supposed to be able to get in front of this microphone and make you guys giggle and make you guys laugh and give you guys advice and, to, and, and be the host that I'm known to fucking be. But I am lost right now in what I am supposed to do because I, I, I took my body and I took my mind to a place I didn't want to go but I did that for the sake of the show because I think it was fair fair game for me to do that and it was something that I needed to fucking do but it's gone so I'm at a loss I don't know what I'm supposed to do I don't know if I should just do it again but if I do it again it's gonna suck because it wasn't the same as it was before so 
what I decided to do, I literally sat here in front of this computer for about 15 minutes before I pushed the record button and started doing what I'm doing right now because I didn't know what I was supposed to do. But I'm on the clock also. So where where do I go from here? So now that it's playing, I'm literally flying at the seat of my fucking pants here. I had notes. They're gone because I don't normally tend to keep the notes. Once I do the show, the show's in, in you know, in the proverbial can, I don't fucking need the notes anymore because the description of the show is my notes for when I run a, you know, refer back to the an earlier episode. So I don't have any fucking notes. I know the topics I spoke about. I know them. But like I said, one of them in particular was so fucking emotional and so fucking devastating to me as a person that I, I, I just wanted to go there for the show and, and just say what I wanted to say and do what I wanted to do. But here I am, six minutes deep now, rambling about I don't know what to do. So, now that it's on, and now that you're listening to me, have an early midlife fucking crisis because I, I have to admit to you guys, I'm fucking burnt. I am burnt. I am, I'm being stretched at multiple fucking ends. I'm ready to fucking kill. I've been snapping at my son. I've been fighting with my wife. I've been trying to be this cheerful, doting little husband and dad, but I cannot fucking do it right now. I am fucking struggling. This is not a cry for help. This is not, I, I, I don't need a bunch of people listening to this to start sending me fucking messages because to be honest with you, there's not much to discuss. It's just time invested in things and emotions being invested in things and 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 physically being pushed to my limit and I'm just right now thanking the good fucking lord that this day is almost fucking over because all I needed to do was survive one day and then thanksgiving baby Thanksgiving's going to be dope. I got we got Benny in the kitchen. All right, we've got uh Aro Campoyo. We got a lot of stuff going on in the kitchen that's going to be great. We were going to we're going to the movies tomorrow to see Record Ralph. There's going to be a lot of fun shit happening. I just needed to survive this fucking day. And God forbid it was an e- someone make it a fucking easy one. It has not been. I am stressed beyond fucking belief right now, and I'm still talking about nothing. But here's the fucking deal. I am hoping that someone out there listening to this fucking episode right now can de- can sense where I'm at right now and sympathize. Please tell me there is somebody out right now that has had the exact day that I'm describing to you. Okay? I have had a shitty day. This is a bad day. Okay, and I came on here to talk about shitty things, so it's not really making the situation any better. I was already feeling shitty just talking about the shit I was talking about. Now I gotta fucking re-talk about it, so that makes it even shittier. So now, frustrated and sad, which was the direction I was before, has turned into frustrated and mad. So the story's gonna come out a little fucking different this time around. Now, last week, we did a Stan Lee tribute. It was the great writer of Marvel had passed away, 95 years old, and he's gone, and I had the authentic Brandon Lewis sitting on my couch. We were discussing it. It was a good old fucking time. Now, we told stories about the fact that Stan Lee was very influential in our lives, including mine. Some might even say saved because it got me out of a lot of situations and a lot of trouble. Well, it saved my life last week, too. Because last week, I was going to come out of here and destroy fucking people. I don't normally like to go out of my way to just, to do that. But just know that I have the capability of doing that. And unfair or not fair, I ended up doing that on this episode that was deleted earlier. I did go in in very strong detail. Now, I feel like an asshole if I sit here and do it again. I feel like a dumbass. So here's what I'm going to do. I don't know if it's going to be as emotional as it was before, but I'm going to tell the story as quickly as possible so we can move on to fun shit because I don't really want to sit here and divulge into more negative fucking stuff. All right? I'm 35 years old. I'm done with the fucking negativity in life in general. Okay? I don't need other people's bullshit. I got a bunch of messages and comments and tags to a bunch of shit I don't want to fucking know about. Okay, so as I'm telling this story, perhaps the emotion will come back. I don't know. Give me a fucking minute, will you? Because I'm still red fucking hot about how this day has fucking gone. So the opening story that I had on the episode that is mysteriously fucking gone. Did I mention that? 
mysteriously fucking gone. The opening fucking story that I had to the whole goddamn thing is such that there has been a certain trend happening in the world of professional wrestling lately, and it's not been good. Yes, I want to get something started. I want to go viral with something. I want to get a trend started so that it can counteract all of that bad shit that we have been hearing about. Okay? I want to start a whole new trend. I don't normally like trying to do stuff that makes things go viral or I'm not really into the internet like that. But this time around, I feel like this this just might work out for everybody, okay? So what I want to get viral, what I want people to start talking about or start considering, and it fucking sucks, this has to be a part of normal life at this point, but this is where we are now in society. Just as a whole, as people... This is something that apparently needs to be done. And if it's not a catchy phrase or on a song on a t-shirt, we'll never learn. So here's my contribution. You ready? Hashtag P-Y-D-A. PIDA. Hashtag PIDA. P-Y-D-A. Stands for Put Your Dick Away. That's what that stands for. Put Your Dick Away. Nobody wants to see your smelly, stinking-ass, skinny-ass dicks, okay? Because none of the dicks that are being shared uh, in the world of pro wrestling right now are exactly, you know, attractive dicks. Now, I'm not a dick aficionado, right? I don't, I don't follow the dick game like that. I don't get dick newsletters or emails or text messages. I don't follow the dick Tumblr, you know, online. I, I, don't, I don't do these things, Okay, but I can tell you from from the females who are seeing these same pictures, they're not exactly uh, cosmetically pleasing dicks that are being shared around. Okay, put your fucking dicks away. And I wish that the tone of conversation was simply about the etiquette of sending a decent or non-decent dick pic. But unfortunately, the conversation goes deeper because these people are sending said uncosmetically pleasing dicks to children. Okay, to little girls who don't know what any dick looks like, let alone your embarrassment of a shaft. Okay, so like I said, this isn't exactly coming out the way that I wanted before, but this is where we are. The reason why I wanted to talk about this is because I'm late to the to the party, because like I said, we did Stanley instead of this. Okay, Stanley to me was more important than dick pics. Okay, but we have to have the conversation because of the children factor. I don't have many triggers in life. There aren't many things that piss me off or offend me in 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 any way really. It's very hard to do so. But children fucking with children in a sexual manner, that would be considered one of my triggers. I'm sorry. It just fucking is. I I don't like to hear people doing it in general, especially when it's people that I know. Now, to be specific, because I think that's one of the parts of the story that needs to be uh uh told here because I think I like think a lot of people know that I like to play things a little close to the vest. Alright? But I'm going to name names here because fuck 'em, I don't really give a shit. The first one I got the ball rolling was Stevie Shields out in PA. Alright? Now, we've since heard other names, but the two that I can confirm is Stevie Shields and former WWE superstar James Ellsworth. Now James Ellsworth has his lawyer on the situation. So there's not much legally that I can talk about with that because it's gonna they're gonna be taking that to court, it's becoming a legal thing, and, and I don't want to get involved in legal shit. But one in particular that I can talk about because it does involve me in just in, in just the fact that I know the fucking guy. It's the only involvement that I'm talking about here. And I wouldn't have even known about it myself had I not been introduced to the entire situation by other friends who were being updated almost minute by minute on the situation, sending me fucking messages, tagging me to shit, and at First, I really thought this was all some bullshit because I know the fucking guy. He wouldn't do this. I don't know what the fuck people are talking about. Dick pics and, and, and statutory rape because unlike the other assholes, who, by the way, are assholes, but all they really did was send uh, unsolicited pics and have uh, uh, inappropriate conversations with these kids. That's terrible, and they should be blacklisted, and they should go to fucking jail if that's what it ends up happening. Or, like, if that's, if that's the maximum punishment you can give them, then fine. But those people were doing inappropriate things. You know, Caveman didn't do inappropriate things. Caveman fucked this girl. He went farther than that. They had sex. To the point where 
it's actually being conversated right now, and I, I'm not sh- I'm not abreast of the situation because I have him blocked all over, and and there are certain people that are connected to us that I have blocked along the way, so I'm not really up on up to date on the entire situation. But the young woman has a kid, and everyone now is talking about the fact that, that might be his kid. Like that's how far we're going into this. Police now might be demanding a DNA test, and yada 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 yada. We could we could be talking years with this, okay. And one of the thing, one of the points that I wanted to get across very quickly, as it relates to my relationship with Caveman, because it's been brought up a few times, so so that it's clear and that I say it out loud and everyone can listen to it here. Here's the relationship between me and Caveman. Me and Caveman were very, very close friends. Very, very close friends. As a matter of fact, met him way back in 2012. All right, I've wrestled him. I've trained with him. I've had that motherfucker in my car to take the bookings. Um, I've given this dude money for food. I, I've taken him to Jersey. I've taken him to uh, to Connecticut. I've taken with him with me to Texas. Uh, to Texas, 27 hours uh, going, 27 hours fucking coming back. Twice, okay? Twice I've had this fucker in my car. I believed in him. I promoted him. I fucking, um, I vouched for him. I was getting him bookings here and there. I... Uh, helped get his ass in the house of glory. Ask anybody and they'll tell you. He's not the only one. There's a large group of people who are successes right now in house of glory. And I helped bring them in. Now, I'm not the kind of person to sit here and say, I did this for you. You're there because of me, which means your success is because of me. That's not true. All I did was make introductions and make suggestions and tried to guide them in the right direction to do the right thing for their careers. They made the decision to go to House of Glory. They put in the work to be successful at House of Glory. That's not on me. Where I'm coming into the picture is, is I was a liaison for them at that time. And that's just a fact. You ask anybody. When I was in House of Glory, and I was there for four fucking years, there were a lot of guys that I pitched. There were a lot of guys that I helped get into the door of House of Glory. A lot. Okay? And he's one of those fucking people. Now, uh, that's as far as the relationship goes. We were really close, friends, to a point, almost brothers, just the way that we had each other's back. But the last few years, we fell off. Now, that's not just him. That's me. Predominantly because of the school thing, the work thing, I've cut a lot of people off. Not intentionally. I don't mean to not to. I don't mean to cut them off. I just haven't seen a lot of my friends in a long time because I've been occupied in making sure that my family's future is secure, and I take care of them first. After I've got the security financially and and career-wise to take care of my wife and son, then I'll go out and I'll have fun and I'll be the toting the best friend who goes to the bars and smokes the cigars and all that cool crap. I'll go back to all that once my work is done. And Caveman was one of those people that got caught up into that wave. There's a lot of people, good friends of mine, that I haven't seen in a while. That's why when this whole thing broke, at first I was angry. And then I went through a guilty stage because I thought to myself, you know, maybe if I'd have been a better friend, if I would have been there, I could have stopped this madness from happening. I would have seen him talking to these idiots at the shows, and I would have been like, you know what? forget all that just you need to you need to chill you need to back up and you need to just focus on what you're doing i would have been able to be there for him that's how i felt i felt a little guilty at first maybe i should have been a better friend but come to find out after the fact like days after the fact people were still hitting me up about the fucking conversation or the topic at hand there were a lot of friends that told him that's an underage girl she's like 15 years old you need to stop fucking talking to her and not only did he not stop talking to her. He openly acknowledged that he knew, and he fucked her anyway. That's instant, no, 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 X out, you're done with me. Now, I haven't seen him in a while, because when, when I said publicly, well, he's done with me, uh, I found this out, I know this about him now, and I don't want to mess with him, there were people hitting me up. Well, if you know what the situation is, why don't you come forward with some information, why don't you speak to the police, why don't you, I don't have any fucking information. Like I just said, I haven't spoken to the fucking guy, in a while. I mean, as a matter of fact, the last time I think I've seen him was the last 2KW show that I ran in the Bronx, which was, I don't know, like two fucking years ago. We've had some minimal contact on Facebook, comments, memes, yada, 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 but I've, I haven't fucking seen the guy in forever. As a matter of fact, it's been so long since uh, I've had a conversation with him that uh, the person in question that he's he's been talking to... Uh, that person wasn't, they weren't even talking when I knew, when I, when I last, last saw him. So that's a fucking, that's a non-issue at this point. 
So I wish I would have been there to be a better friend to him. But now I'm hearing from people that he had good friends. So fuck it. I don't I don't even begin to know what the fuck. I don't I don't have a clue. I don't know what the fuck is happening with that guy. And I don't care. Because once I hear the words you knew and you fucked her anyway, that's instant. You're gone. And that's one of my best fucking friends. So if one of my best fucking friends can turn around and do some shit like that, what do you think I'm going to fucking do to people I don't even fucking know? You're gone, man. You're fucking gone. That's instant. All right? That is fucking instant with me. You're fucking gone. You start fucking with kids like that, I don't fucking know you, bro. I don't know you. You could be dying in the fucking street, and I wouldn't even fucking blink. It's that fucking fast. And I don't need to hear, because I hear these people, there's two sides to every story. No. No, 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 no. There's two sides to every story, but there's only one fucking truth. And the truth is, he fucking knew, and it didn't fucking stop him. That's it. Endo facto story right there. Done. Now, it, it, is he going to give a shit that I said he's? I'm done with him? Probably not. Okay? But it's. I'm still saying it because it's still to a point. Okay? It, it goes to a point. You cannot make the decision that you're making and think that it only affects you and the person. There's more people involved, or should I say more people affected by what you're doing uh, and, and by your decisions than you think. Okay? Caveman thought with his dick, and all he thought he was doing was getting a little pussy, all right? I said, I'm just getting a little pussy, but you're getting you're, you're getting underage pussy. You're, you're fucking with essentially children, and that's going to affect a lot of people around you. And negatively, negatively, and unfortunately, I'm one of them. I haven't even, even spoken to him in years, but we spoke so often when when we were friends, we were friend friends. And everyone associated each other with us. You know, I was part of that group where it, where it was all uh, 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 all hungry up-and-comers trying to make their name in the business. And we were tied together on a lot of shit. There was a proposed pitch. I was supposed to manage him in BWF. Uh, manage him to the championship at one point. There was conversations that took place with that. And I would have been proud to do it. But not now. Manage, I can't even look at him in his fucking face. Disappointment is not even the word. I'm disgusted. I'm disgusted. It's disgusting and it makes me feel like shit inside for everything that I ever did for him. Because at the end of the day, those were his true colors. And I don't like them. And maybe, maybe you know what, on hindsight, maybe now I'm glad that that file got deleted. Because I wasn't saying this stuff this rationally in the first clip. I was yelling a lot. I was pretty pissed off. I was putting my microphone through some stress because I was yelling a whole lot because it really like bringing it up really fucking angers me. But I'm glad I'm actually glad now that I got a second chance to discuss it because now I'm discussing it regularly. I'm discussing it rationally. And I'm telling you right now, even the rational version of me is saying, fuck that and fuck you. I can't deal with that. Anybody, anybody in this industry, anybody in life, if I know you and I fucking find out that you're doing some shit with children, I'm going to be honest with you from day from moment one, I'm going to be I'm going to tell you right now what's going to happen. If it hasn't already been brought to the authorities, I will be the one to bring it to the authorities and you are cut off. I am done with you. You are not to speak to me. You are not to speak to my wife. You are not to speak to my son. You are not to speak to any member of my family. Do not see them in the street and be like, hey, man, tell them I say what's up. Because I will fucking straight up beat the shit out of you. Period. You don't fuck with kids. And and, and I wish, I wish for all the negative, uh, negatives that came with old school New York back in the day. You know the one thing that we got right back in the day? When this shit used to go down like this, you couldn't live in that neighborhood. You couldn't live in that neighborhood anymore. We'd come over to your fucking building, we'd beat on your door, and we'd beat the fuck out of you until you left. We'd beat the shit out of you, and if we woke up the next day and found out you still lived in that apartment, we'd go back to the department, to the apartment, and we'd beat the fuck out of you again. And we'd keep beating the fuck out of you until you fucking left. We wouldn't want you in our building, we wouldn't want you in our community, we wouldn't want you around. You'd have to move the fucking Missouri in the boondocks just to restart your life. But that's not the world we live in now. We got soft-ass motherfuckers walking around here letting this shit go. Because I can promise you this, and this is the part where I'm probably going to get loud again. If you work at a fucking wrestling show and you saw this shit happening, fuck you too. Fuck you. Because you had a chance to stop it and you didn't. 
and now my boy is getting sent up the fucking river for it, and as well as he should be, because he fucking did it. And it's not our responsibility to babysit him, and I'm not trying to say that I'm not trying to pass the buck on anybody else. He's a grown fucking man. He makes his own fucking decisions. But the truth of the matter is, is he wasn't really much of a fucking man because he was an immature little kid all the time. We thought it was funny. We thought it was cute. We thought it was him just being him. That's how Jose is. He's just a laid-back fucking guy. But you know what? Laid-back fucking guy manifested himself into this. So we have to take some credit and take some of the blame on the fucking person he became. Because it wasn't like he had many male role models in his life to show him any fucking different. It's not... It, it, you know how they say it takes a village. It's not, it takes a village not just to raise a kid, but to kill him too. Not just to set him up positively, but to show him the negative shit too. This is the type of shit that he sees. I promise you, there's more guys in the industry that have done this besides him. He's seen it a thousand times. He's just the guy who got caught. As a matter of fact, not just caught the other way around. He was the one who pissed her off, and then she went and busted all this. Because when it was going down, she wasn't saying shit about it. She was quiet. And I'm not taking anything away from her, and I'm not trying to victim shame or any of that shit. But the fact of the matter is, is this shit happened a while ago, and she said nothing. It wasn't until he slighted her when it became a weapon. Now, it's a damn good weapon, because it showcases who he really is. And no, there's no winners here, and there's no losers. It's just a fucked up situation. And quite frankly, this is the second time I'm talking about it on the show, and I'm done. I'm done talking about it. I'm not bringing it up anymore. I'm not talking about it on social media. I'm fucking finished. I am done. He's blocked on everything. All the people who are associated with this topic are fucking blocked. That's why I said, hashtag P-Y-D-A. Put your dick away. Okay, never in the course of human history has it ever happened where you're talking to a girl, she's completely uninterested, and all of a sudden you send a dick pic and she goes, oh, wow, man, you know, a second ago when he was talking about his poor credit, living in his mom's basement and having poor oral hygiene and, 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 and one time getting an erection seeing his cousin come out of the fucking shower, all that stuff was kind of turning me off, but then he sent his dick pic and man, wow, wee, I gotta stick around and see what else is going on with this guy. It's never happened. Ever. And if you're trying to tell me, well, sometimes the girls ask for it, it's probably to laugh at you, you stupid idiot. It's probably to laugh at you. Don't send the dick pics. Stop talking to children in a sexual manner. Why the fuck do we have to have this conversation? Tomorrow's Thanksgiving. This is supposed to be the episode where I give thanks. We have Survivor Series. We got a lot of fucking shit happening in movies. We got a lot of shit happening in the arts here. A lot of positive shit I could get to. But I gotta talk dick pics. That's what the conversation has to be. I have to set the record straight because my name gets dragged in the shit. And that's not going to happen. I'm sorry. That's not going to happen. I'm not taking part in any fucking scandals or he said, she said, what's it? None of that shit. This is the clear cut answer from me. I never knew anything about anything he did with any children because if I did, I would have reported him and beat his ass. Straight up, the moment I found out, whether it be at a show or not at a show or whatever. I'm one of the few people who actually knew where he lived because I dropped his ass off and picked him up so goddamn much. His address is still sitting in my fucking GPS. I could just GPS right to his fucking location and beat his fucking ass for it. Trust me, I didn't know. And secondly, to answer the question I got a lot from other people, are you still his friend? No. Quite the opposite, actually. The look of his fucking face disgusts me. I want nothing more to do with it. And for everybody who ever pointed a finger at him and told me in secret, you gotta watch out for him, and I didn't believe, I apologize. I should have been watching out like you said. I just didn't think it'd be this. I didn't think it'd be this. So I'm done. I'm done talking about it. I didn't come off nearly as angry the first time. I'm telling you, I'm second... On 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 second thought, that first clip getting taken away is probably a good thing because I would have come off all kinds of crazy. I'm talking about a real fucking rational right now. I'm trying to be real, real timid about it right now. But I'm telling you, this is not how I was in that first fucking take. It's not how I was. Okay, this this reached into my fucking soul and grabbed me. And 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 I hope you guys 
will accept my apology and eating up all the fucking time on this show on this one topic. But for my sake, it had to be recorded, and I wanted it out there for everyone to hear. This this podcast goes out to over 15 countries. It's been downloaded close to 3,000 times. I promote it all the time, but you know what? I, I The reason why I promote myself the way that I do is for this. I don't hide shit from anybody. I don't mind talking about it. This is what it is. I don't lie because I don't have to. There's no reason to. I have nothing to gain from it. As a matter of fact, I gain more if I tell the truth. The more truth that I tell, the more I have to gain in life. That's the way that I've rationalized it in my head. I've got no reason to lie about it. None. So for everybody who keeps messaging me and updating me on the newest guy to fucking come out and be the newest pervert on the block, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't give a fuck. You can stop now. I don't care. If I see it on social media, I'll share it. I'll block the fucking people. I'll be done with the fucking thing. Other than that, please, I don't need that shit anymore. It's stressing me the fuck out. It really fucking is. The fact that we even have to have this fucking conversation is disgusting. Now, I don't want to do a whole 60 minutes on this shit, so I'm going to move on. But it's done. It's done. Okay? And I'm going to segue off, as a matter of fact, since we've got this momentum going with this fucking tone that I have right now, I got something else I want to fucking knock out. Okay? This conversation, I've been having some conversations online, and I know you guys have heard me bitch about this before in the past on the show, about having Facebook arguments and this so forth and the what's-its and all that stuff. Right? I, I, we've been through all this before. Right? So I'm not going to go down that path again. But I will, I will bring up something that was asked of me not too long ago, and I'd like to discuss it on the show. Okay? So, I've been arguing with people online about a bunch of different topics, nothing really specific that I want to talk about, but I just wanted to bring up the fact that I've been having arguments. Now, someone brought up to me a very good point. Okay? Someone I did not know, I don't know personally, might be a fan of the show, I don't know, but I, I got a, a comment on, on something else. And I noticed that my, my default picture, I'm wearing an or, my Orsini's Uncensored Mind t-shirt. Which, again, guys, Black Friday. You can get that shirt by going to ProWrestlingTees.com backslash A-J-O-U-M. You can get that tee 20% off Black Friday sale starting right now all the way to the 26th, baby. You can get that shirt. But I'm wearing my shirt in the default picture. So I guess they put it together by looking around my page that I do a podcast. So one of the comments, I was saying something pretty strong, too, about the Ronda Rousey-Charlotte uh, match at Survivor Series. So I was having some sort of conversation. And the person said, you know, for someone who's trying to get a podcast off the ground, you sure are taking a whole lot of hard stances on things. Okay? Yes, I, I'm taking a hard stance. To which my reply is, why wouldn't I take a hard stance on something I genuinely believe in? Are you just pre-programmed to believe that because I'm a podcaster, I'm supposed to be wishy-washy? What, what would be the point in that? And they responded responsibly, I, I think, and they came up with a very good response in the sense of, you know, you as a new podcaster, you don't want to alienate fans, right? You don't want to alienate certain people. You want to get as many fans listening to your show as possible. Probably not the best idea to be so hardcore on certain things, right? Okay. So let me address that here on the show since I'm already all fucked up and I'm already in a bad fucking mood uh, uh, leading into this wonderful Thanksgiving that I know that my wife and my son will be giving me tomorrow. I know I'm going to have a great Thanksgiving tomorrow because I have the best wife and the best son on the planet who are prepared to give me one. So since I'm in the mood now, let's get it out the way. First and foremost, yes. I am a relatively new podcaster. We celebrated my one-year anniversary just a few weeks ago, but that does not negate the fact that I'm still relatively new to the podcast game. I've only got 63 episodes to my name here, which is not a bad number of episodes, Okay, but I only have 63 to my name. And I've done some extra stuff. I've been promoting it up the wazoo, and I'm still relatively new. I'm on multiple platforms, whatever. That is an actual, a, a, a great, Ugh, I'm so upset right now, I'm flustered. It is a great point. Here's the deal. I've said this since episode one, and I will continue to say it until the end of time, until I'm blue in the fucking face. Don't take this the wrong way, but I do not do this show for you. I need you to understand that. I don't do this show for you. Don't get it twisted 
I love my fans. I love doing this show and entertaining you and coming up with different ways to do it. This is not my best episode. This is not my best week, and I apologize. This show should have been better, and it was. Trust me, the episode I had before was a great show, and I'm just trying to piece it together because it's late. I'm exhausted. I'm tired, and I'm just, I just want to keep my commitment to the show and have weekly episodes, especially since uh, I really can't release one on Thursday because – Thanksgiving, so I, I don't want to take away time from my family. So, yes, I don't do this show for you. I do the show for me, okay? This is an outlet for me. It gives me an opportunity to stay in touch with my fans that I've gained over the years and, if possible, accumulate some new ones to discuss my favorite topics in the world with people, get gener- to generate conversation, to, to get my point across to people, and, and this is important, to hear your point of view of it. I have been convinced of th- some things since I've started this podcast. People have swayed me with wonderful arguments. That's why I have this show. My, though I in no way, in no way feel the need to pander to anybody who either listens to this show or could possibly potentially be a listener. I do not pander. I don't give a fuck if you listen to the show or you don't. That is where I separate myself from a lot of fucking podcasters. I get asked all the time, what makes you different from everybody else? What makes me different from everybody else? And I want you to fucking pay attention to this. You ready for this? Because this is about as real as Orsini can possibly be with you. The reason what separates me from everyone else is I'm going to tell you the fucking truth, whether you want to fucking hear it or you fucking don't. If I believe to my heart that what I am saying to you is as real as it can possibly be, then I am going to fucking say it, okay? That's why I don't divulge into rumor. That's why when I share things on my Facebook, the official Orsini's Uncensored Mind Facebook, or the official Orsini's Uncensored Mind uh, group, uh, group page, or the Twitter, or the Instagram, I don't share ringside news or cage seats or whatever the fuck. I try not to anyway. There might be some articles that I find interesting from there. But I don't break news from those fucking sites at all whatsoever. I share the WWE.com pictures. I share the WWE.com links. Those are the things that I share because those are fucking official. If I can bring fact, if I can bring bring realness to the topic, that's what I fucking give you. I don't do this show for your fucking likes. I don't. I do the show for me. That's why I talk about the topics that I talk about. That's why I do the formats that I do. That's why I bring in the people that I fucking do. Could I go into a bank account right now and pull out money and get a fucking WWE superstar or a former WWE superstar to be on the show? Of course I can because that's all that fucking happens in this business now. That's why so many podcasts get these fucking people on the show. You think they have that kind of pull? No. They're fucking nobodies who fucking know nobody. Okay, they get the guess that they guess because they paid for it. I don't feel the need to dig into my pocket to go get someone to come in and be fake entertaining for you. I'd rather bring in individuals to come onto the show with something valid to fucking say that's different from what everybody else is fucking saying. Okay, I can go out and get the same fucking people everybody else is doing, but what would be the fucking point? That's why I do the show that I do, and that's what makes me different from everybody else. When you go to podbean.com, or when you go to the Podbean app, and you see Orsini's Uncensored Mind on the fucking app, and you click the button, get ready for 60 minutes of fucking realness. That's the fucking difference, okay? I don't feel the need to sit here and pander to anybody. So when I go on Facebook, and I start putting out these statuses, it's not to troll people. Because I get that a lot. Oh, trolls are going to troll. I'm not trolling, motherfucker. This is how I feel, and this is what the fucking situation is. You don't like it, unfriend. That's, it's a very simple fucking process. Social media has made it very easy for you to not hear the shit that I have to say. But for someone to write a comment or to to uh, 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 search, I've seen people like search and try to bring up shit that I've said in the past to bring back up, well, you were wrong about this or or you're being hypocritical about this. I challenge you to fucking do it. Do it. I don't give a fuck. 
go into the social media, go back a year, go back two years, whatever you got to fucking do. If you want to fucking Cedric Alexander me, go for it. I fucking double dog dare you to do it. Zero to fucking hide. I don't hit send on that fucking phone until I'm sure what I am about to send is what I fucking mean. I have no problem backing any of that shit up. So come at me, bro. I don't really give a fuck. I don't. So for people to sit there and say, well, you really shouldn't take hard stands on things because it'll limit your audience. Fuck limiting my audience. If you can listen to my show and be down with what I'm saying, if you can read my statuses on social media and you're down with what I'm saying and you're calling yourself a genuine fan of me, that's who the fuck I want listening to my fucking show. But if you're listening to, if, if you're listening to what I'm saying and you disagree 100%, or if you're looking at my statuses and it's 100% disagreement and you can't find any value in what I'm saying, then turn it the fuck off. Seriously. I don't fucking need you to listen to it. I want people listening to me who are getting into what the fuck I'm saying. I want to entertain people. I want to make people laugh. I want to make people think. I want to make people get into what I'm doing. If you're not into what I'm doing, then fuck off. I'm not sitting here trying to kiss your ass and to convince you why I'm so great. I'm great because I say that I'm great. And if you don't fucking believe that I'm great, that's fine. Go kick rocks somewhere else. Go follow another podcast. God, God knows there's a thousand of them. Everyone and their fucking mother has a fucking podcast. That's fine. Go listen to their fucking show then. You don't need to fucking listen to my show. But if you want to hear real shit about wrestling, if you want to hear real shit about the comics and the movies and the musics and the topics that we've been talking about recently, and you want to hear me have these conversations with you for real, then I'm the fucking show to listen to. And there's no other fucking, there's no one on the planet that can convince me otherwise. Not a single one. All right? I do this show by myself for the most part. When I have guests on, I, I tend to have more fun because I like going back and forth. But the reason why majority of these episodes are me by myself is because for years, years, I spent years doing everything that I did in my career the other person's way. This is the first project I've ever had where it's fucking mine. So if I'm not going to listen to the people close to me on my show, why the fuck would I listen to Tom, Hick, and Jerry over in God knows where on fucking Facebook? It ain't happening. So that's what fucking separates me from the rest of the fucking people. That's what separates me from everybody else. I've got zero reason to fucking lie to you about anything. Zero. As a matter of fact, I get a whole lot more from telling you as much truth as fucking possible. Because that that brings my reputation up. And that's all I ever do for the record is bring my reputation up. Ask anybody who fucking knows me anywhere on the fucking planet. It's the only thing that I've ever done. So that's why, if you're listening to this show right now as we speak, okay, and you're not digging anything that I'm fucking saying, turn it the fuck off, okay? I'm not going to sit here and pander to you at all whatsoever. If you ride with me, then ride with me because I'm going to ride with you. If you don't, then I'm going to leave your ass in the side of the road and be done with you, and that's it. Block City, like I said earlier. Block City, y'all. That's what we're doing here now. We're doing Block City. All right? My block muscles is huge right now. I'm swole as fuck. I've been blocking for two weeks. I got a whole laundry list of motherfuckers. There's motherfuckers I don't even know. I was, I was blocking people I'm not even friends with on Facebook for shit they've been saying. I'm not even connected to them. But on the off chance that this fucker may send me an ad, it just drove me insane. So I just you just blocked. You're just blocked. Like the guy who I had on Facebook, uh, I'm not even his Facebook friend, but he commented on a mutual friend when we were talking about the James Ellsworth situation, and apparently in the state of Massachusetts, the age of consent is 16, so Ellsworth is sending dick pics and, and, and videos of him jerking himself off and all this shit to a 16-year-old who did not ask for these, sending them to a 16-year-old, and this guy's basic argument is saying that because she's 16 and it's legal, he didn't do anything wrong. Fuck you. That's not the kind of person I need in my fucking life. As a matter of fact, that's the kind of person nobody needs in their fucking life. I don't advocate violence, but if you can eliminate this fucking person from your fucking life, please do so immediately. Okay, so so the block muscles right now, I'm doing it right now with my double arms. I'm doing the double guns right now as we speak. Okay, the block muscles are swole. I'm swole as shit right now when it comes to blocking. I'm not fucking around. And as I said before, I'm not in the fucking mood for any of this shit anymore. The caveman situation opened my fucking eyes. 
It did. It opened my eyes. Because all I can think about right now was eliminating all of that shit from my fucking life. All of it. I've got no room for it. Okay? So I'm just going to start stamping all these fucking people block, 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 block across the fucking board. They said I'm done. I am fucking done. Otherworldly fucking pissed. Okay? Just finished. There's so many positive fucking things that I could be talking about right now. But instead, I have to address dick pics and, and, and child molestation. And I got to talk about fucking uh, 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 um, social media haters and all this other garbage. It's not the stuff I want to talk about on the eve of fucking Thanksgiving. This is not what I want to fucking talk about. But it's what everybody wants me to talk about. So here it is. Here it is. I don't, I don't do the show for other people, but yet here I am succumbing to it anyway. This is my fucking point. I can't do it anymore. None. I can't. So I only got like about 20 fucking minutes left of show that's been spent now on just me just rambling off angrily about shit that's been bothering me. So there is some positive shit going down that we can talk about. And I'm not going to talk about Survivor Series because at this point, why the fuck would I? Everybody else has done a thousand fucking things on it, so it's a waste of my goddamn time. I still haven't seen War Games yet. God knows when I'll be able to get to that. I hear it's the greatest show ever in the history of professional wrestling. You know, so is every fucking takeover. That's why I can't take NXT fans fucking seriously. NXT fans are basically CZW fans with, with, with a higher budget. That's it. Just the, the erections and the ejaculation that people have for, for I swear to God, a Velveteen Dream did a six-second uh, six wave audio file on Twitter of him just farting. It would get like a thousand retweets in the first five minutes of it being released. You guys can't remove, you can't dislodge the NXT dick from the back of your esophagus. Okay? Now, when I watch the show, I'm sure I'll enjoy it. It's an NXT show. NXT shows are very enjoyable. But you guys fucking talk about it like it, like it was two hours of God slow-stroking the hottest bitch on the planet. That's not what NXT TakeOver is. You guys need to chill the fuck out. Okay, I didn't even get a chance to see it. I was busy doing some shit with my family, and my phone's exploding. We're witnessing history. It's the greatest fucking show of all time. I have serious fucking doubts that NXT War Games 2 was the greatest fucking wrestling show anywhere ever, anyone has ever fucking seen ever. Ever. And now my angry tone is now divulging in and destroying the positive things I want to fucking talk about. But it's facts. I didn't see War Games. I did see Survivor Series, or at least in pieces and installments. And no, it wasn't that great of a fucking show. I didn't think it had that many bad matches on it for me to, to dislike the entire show. You know, the Cruiserweight Championship match was good. Daniel Bryan versus Brock Lesnar was good, although people do make a good point. It did repeat a lot of the same shit that, that Lesnar did with Styles last year. But it's big guy, little guy. What the fuck are you going to do? This is what happens when you have a real man as a champion and little boys as a champion. Yeah, they're great wrestlers, but for Christ's sake, this isn't a realistic situation. So you have to have a realistic-looking match, and this is what they, which is what they had. You know, Daniel Bryan, the only difference between Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles was all that goofy shit Daniel Bryan did at the start of the match with the bouncing around and the, the jogging and then the, the trying to get into Lesnar's head and yada, 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 yada. You know, no one thought he would take any real bumps against Lesnar because of the head thing. He took all the bumps. Which, yes, of course he's going to take all the bumps because what other kind of match was he going to have with Lesnar? Technical? That's not happening. Lesnar hasn't done an armbar since 2004. That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So that's the match that you got. Everyone's pissed off. Raw got the clean sweep. Who gives a flying fuck about the clean sweep? Seriously. If you think SmackDown's the better brand, are you going to watch it anyway? You are. The... the, the my wife asked during the, during the course of the pay-per-view. She asked, she goes, are these matches for anything? No, they're not. These matches are for nothing. No title matches, no, uh, no number one contenders, nothing. Bragging rights. What the fuck is bragging rights? Half of these fucking people aren't even going to be on the blue brand in a few weeks. When we get to WrestleMania time, they're going to start switching shit anyway. Not to mention the NXT call-ups. So what the fuck are we talking about? What bragging rights? There's no bragging rights. Before, and before there weren't really things on the line before either, but a lot of the reason these elimination matches used to be so fun is because they were built up around a particular story. There was a reason these five guys got together to face off against the other five guys. You know, when the Ultimate Warriors got together to face whatever team they were facing against, there was a reason. There were storylines built up. This is a, this is supposed to be a culmination of weeks of, 
of fighting between the other guys, and now we need to blow it off here at Survivor Series so we can get to the Rumble, and yada, yada, yada. Now the Survivor Series gimmick is basically, hey, it's the Survivor Series. Let's put the five best on the brand together, which makes no sense. You have heels and faces together. Why the fuck was Sasha and Bailey even on that team? What, just a few days before that, the whole Raw team beat the shit out of Sasha and Becky uh, Bailey, and now they're on the team. No explanation. They just showed up. Ruby Riot was supposed to be on the team. She's gone. Charlotte gets Charlotte gets put in 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 Becky Lynch's place. No explanation. As a matter of fact, not only no explanation, but there's a hug that ruins the entire fucking thing. There were memes all over the internet. Didn't we just uh, didn't they just feud together? Pepperidge Farms remembers. I don't think Pepperidge Farms remembers the feud, to be honest with you, because the hug erases all that, right? Survivor Series didn't make any fucking sense at all whatsoever. None. Zero. A couple of the matches where people were saying that it was a terrible show but good for wrestling. Shinsuke and, and, uh, and Rollins wasn't the match I think people anticipated, but it wasn't terrible. The women's match that started off, the 10-woman ten ten tag, I should say, at the beginning was snooze. The Cruiserweight match was the best, in my opinion. It was the best match in the entire card. And yet everybody slept through it. So I don't know what to fucking tell you. That Cruiserweight title match was as close to when NXT matches are going to get. And the main roster fans did not give two flying fucks about the Cruiserweight Championship match. My wife was in the room when that match was on. She didn't even see it. That's how, that's how, that's how incredible and memorable this Cruiserweight Championship match was. So not much to discuss when it comes to Survivor Series. Last year, I listened to my episode from last year, and I got to discuss a lot of the shit that happened in Survivor Series and NXT, the war game stuff. I can't do that this year. I, did, I, I saw most of Survivor Series, and it was yuck, and I didn't see any of NXT war games too. So I'm out of the loop on that. There's <laughs> not much to discuss. I told you guys, this week, this, this week has been rough, and this day's been rougher. So there's only a few more things I want to talk about here. Um... I, I was asked by uh, a friend of mine to talk a little bit about the Ronda Rousey situation. And it's not really much of a situation, at least not anymore. The situation that he's referring to was way back when he won the championship. And I did an episode already where I talked about that. I couldn't remember the, the number, and I still can't. But I already talked about it, so I'm not going to repeat all that same shit I said before. Because basically the whole gist of that conversation was that people were upset she won the championship because they felt like she hadn't paid her dues yet. And uh, I just laughed my ass off because how the fuck does an, uh, an Olympian, uh, a, a, a Hall of Fame Brazilian jiu-jitsu fighter and a UFC Hall of Famer for being one of the greatest bantamweight champions of all time not pay dues? But that's neither here nor there, right? Because people will say, well, they, she didn't pay pro wrestling dues. Whatever the fuck that's supposed to be. I'm in pro wrestling, and as far as I was aware, paying dues is paying dues. You know, all the way around. How many times, let's look all the way back, 70s and 60s, how many football players went right into the main event scene? And they weren't ready yet, but they were there. Why? Because they drew money. It's all about the draw, okay? All about the draw. If you're a no-name with no draw, that's why you have to pay dues, because you're not a draw. You have to become a draw. That's how you do that. You Take your time, you build yourself up, you pay your dues. Ronda's coming in a worldwide sensation. Not just in the world of combat sports, but in the world of celebrity in general. Movies, commercials, everything. She's done. She's doing everything. Why the fuck would she not be the Raw Women's Champion? It makes zero sense. Who the fuck on the roster could beat her? Name one. Now, if you're going to name one of the four horsewomen, we got a little bit of a taste of that at Survivor Series, right? And that's one of the things they wanted me to talk about. They wanted me to talk about what that scene was at Survivor Series with Ronda, Ronda Rousey. And Charlotte basically uh, beating this bitch like, uh, like she owed her money. Which is exactly what she did. And I think that was supposed to be the moment fans have been waiting for, right? Because Ronda Rousey's been running through people left and right. Beating Alicia Fox, beating Dana Brooks and, 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 and the like. And hasn't faced any real stiff competition. I mean, she fought the face breaker, Nia Jax. But that's not... Nia, Nia's not really up there like that. Not not like the four horsewomen, right? So everyone was looking forward to Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch. Finally, a, a matchup that everyone can get behind. And finally, we'll get a chance to see Ronda against real competition. And then Nia went and did her thing. And we got sent off at Ronda Rousey and Charlotte. Now... Charlotte and Becky and me is kind of a wash. I still expected a great match. And we did get a great match. Probably Ronda's best match thus far as a professional wrestler. Now, the beating at the end, 
that was, to me, in my opinion, that was the due paying part. Okay? They're setting up for something huge. Ronda's the baby face. You need sympathy on your baby face. The people need to be able to take that ride with you. Okay? So I, I just assume that, that the whole beating was supposed to be for sympathetic purposes. Unfortunately, no one gave that script to the city of Los Angeles. Because every crowd that Ronda Rousey gets in front of, they all treat her with the respect she deserves, cheering, screaming, yada, yada, yada. The only reason Ronda's a babyface is because the fans just refused to boo her. Until they needed to. Until they needed to cheer her. This was the one show where they needed to cheer Ronda, and they didn't. They decided to boo. Now, you're probably wondering to yourself, why did they boo Ronda Rousey? Well, initially, no one had a fucking clue. I still can't even really tell you confidently what it was. I just heard some arguments that made some sense, I guess. But it goes back to that same conversation we had at SummerSlam. It's the same reason they didn't boo, they didn't cheer her at Survivor Series. The same she hasn't paid her dues bullshit. The whole booing Ronda Rousey is like the whole Roman Reigns deal where it's just like, oh, she's being shoved on our throats for Christ's sake. We can't take any more Ronda Rousey. Jesus, she's driving us fucking insane. Well, she's here to stay, folks. She's not going anywhere. She's one of the highest rated segments on Raw every single week. She's driving in the most third-party attention. Third-party meaning like daytime TV shows, ESPN, yada, yada, yada. She's a driving force. She's a female Brock Lesnar. She's not going anywhere. The only difference between her and Brock Lesnar is she actually gives a shit about pro wrestling. Hence the beatdown she just took. She gave her body to this business just now, and she got booed for it. Booed for it. When you want to boo Brock Lesnar, I understand that. He doesn't give a shit about you. He's been very open about that. Very open. He looks right in the camera and says, I don't give a shit about the WWE Universe. That's very true. He's done that. Uh, Ronda Rousey has done the complete opposite. She loves the WWE Universe. Claims to have been a card-carrying WWE fan for forever. Her other three, four horsewomen over in NXT are dominant heels, and yet she remains the babyface because she knows it's better business for that. But that's not what Los Angeles decided to do. Los Angeles decided to boo her because they felt some sort of way about the way that she's being promoted. At the end of the day, folks, she's going to be here. Now, there were some people that were very vocal online about why they were booing her. And one person, I think, hit it right on the head incorrectly, but he hit the incorrect head very stiffly. He said, it, he said the dumb thing out loud perfectly. He said, the reason why we're booing Ronda Rousey so loudly is because we want to show the management our distaste for Ronda Rousey and the way she's being used. And we figure if we're loud collectively... We will send the message we need to send to WWE management to allow them to reconsider how they're using Ronda Rousey. Well, since that was the way that it was written out, allow me to respond. How did that noise work for you when Roman Reigns was on top? How did that noise work for you when Brock Lesnar was on top? Not this current reign, but the one before, the 500-day win. How was that working out for you when he who shall not be named was on top. How has that worked for you in any situation over the course of the last 10 years? What has your, air quotes, noise done to differentiate the product from bad to good? How was your response when they changed the three hours? Negative. How'd that work out for you? The noise doesn't do anything except harm. Because here's where the noise came back to haunt you. You remember the Seth Rollins-Dove Ziggler confrontation? Remember when you guys got so fucking loud they had to turn the clock off on you? What happened to Seth and Dolph after that? Did you help him any on that? Probably not. How many Shane McMahon segments were you so loud for and then immediately turned to booze because they didn't use Shane the way you wanted them to use him? How did that work out for you when AJ first came into the WWE and he was so highly touted and yet was used as fodder for almost a full year? 
No, your voices are not being heard in the way that you think it is. And that's not me trying to be mean about it. It's me just telling you facts based on the evidence. Seemingly, ever since pretty much they've become a publicly traded company and they've gone away from the booking and the the old school wrestling mentality, ever since pretty much they've gotten a writing staff, the whole idea of booking certain guys based on audience reaction has gone completely out the fucking window. Completely out. From what I understand, there are three major areas in which they decide who gets what in this company as far as pushes and attention. Merch, consistency, as in health, as in they don't get hurt, and third-party interest. Those are the only areas. As long as they don't get injured to the point where they're gone for a certain amount of time, as long as I can put them on a TV show where they won't embarrass me, or or as my family's been saying recently because they're all over TV commercials now, Snickers and Cricket Wireless and all this garbage, and uh, as long as they, their T-shirts sell and their lanyards and their... I just saw an Alexa Bliss scarf the other day. As long as their merch sells, you're going to get pushed. As far as all the other shit, you can kiss it goodbye. The arm bars, the drop kicks, the, 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 the sweet rest holds you guys love so much. Gone. They don't give a fuck. So for everybody who keeps touting that the WWE is not listening to the hardcore fan, your assessment is correct. That's just like the NFL once said. We already have your money. We're looking for the casual. And a lot of you out there were saying, well, there's more hardcore than there are casual. Bullshit. To this day, wrestling is still, even at its hottest, which it clearly isn't now, even at its highest, it was always a niche product. Always. Certain people watch wrestling hardcore. It's, there's too much entertainment options out there for anybody to do anything less. Everybody else, there, there, there's too much form. There's too many forms of entertainment. There's too many channels. There's too many streaming sites. There's Netflix and Hulu and and Amazon and all these different things that you can do for entertainment. Wrestling is not on the top of everyone's list. The NFL has taken hits. The NBA has taken hits. The NHL has taken hits. Movie theaters have taken hits. People aren't even going to see movies in movie theaters anymore. We just bought tickets to go see Wreck-It Ralph tomorrow, and the fucking thing cost us like 50 fucking bucks. Almost. This is high 40s. Okay? People don't do these things anymore. They like to sit at home and stream their shit or bootleg their shit. They don't go out anymore. I put a poll out just a few weeks ago. Would you rather see shows live or at home? And while there were a lot of more people who would like to see it live, there was a very high percentage of people who said, fuck that, I'd rather be home. I can hear the commentary. I'm comfortable at home. I get my own snacks. I don't have to bump my knees with anybody in seats. I don't have to stand in line with any assholes who are who are wrestling snobs and, and just talk shit all fucking day. I don't have to sit in front of uh, all that shit. The world is changing. It's not as big as you fucking think it is because it's huge in your world. That doesn't mean it's huge in the world. Okay? You love wrestling. That doesn't mean the 8 billion people on this planet are also wearing Bullet Club shirts. Yeah, I understand where I'm coming from with this. Step outside your bubble for just a fucking second and realize what you're talking about here. Okay? There are different factors involved. WWE stands for entertainment. Always has, pretty much since the E got there. Pretty, it always has and it always will. Stop judging the WWE as a wrestling company. Because it's not. It hasn't been in a long time, and they don't advocate for it. All those wrestlers you used to like in the indies that came into the WWE, the Cesaros, the Finn Balors, the Kevin Owens, they may not be super happy with the creative, but you know why they're still there? They get paid very well to be entertainers. Okay? They're not all these people who keep saying, oh, they need to go back to New Japan. What is it? Uh, Finn Balor needs to go back to NXT. You sound like a fucking idiot. No one goes from the major leagues back to developmental by fucking choice, okay? If you can go back to help some of the young kids out because you're over the hill and you're past your prime and, and you would just be used, more useful being a player coach like a big show right now is doing with the bar, then that's fine. But to be at the top of your game, top of the card, wrestling the champion, wrestling uh, 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 the best talent in the world, to go back to NXT because 
Jerry in row five doesn't like the way that you're using him doesn't make any fucking sense. And you sound stupid when you say it. I know you're saying it with pride, but that's not how that works. If you were a pro wrestler and you were damaging your body every fucking night, you'd want to be paid for it. So that when you're done and you wind up in a fucking wheelchair, you'd like to have a little, a couple bills laying around, a couple, a couple hundred dollar bills laying around to pay for some shit. Because this job ain't easy to fucking do. And for any of you armchair quarterbacks who'd like to get off his fucking ass and try it, I'm pretty sure you'd be singing this tune as well. Okay, there's a reason why I do a podcast and I'm an announcer and I'm an interviewer. Because as much passion as I have for the business, the truth of the matter is, my body can't hold up to doing it every fucking day. Every once in a while was cool, I was able to survive. But if you want to be a true success story, you got to do it every day. Those are the sacrifices that you have to make. Okay, so stop judging the WWE by those fucking standards. Stop judging Ronda Rousey for the same things. Okay, Ronda Rousey's playing the role she needs to play, period, end of story. She's not going anywhere. Just like Roman didn't go anywhere, just like he who shall not be named didn't go anywhere, that's why Hogan's back. Because he's got a role to play. And nobody plays that role better than the Hulkster brother, and that's why he's back. So I hope during the course of this entire episode I've been able to enlighten you on some fucking things, and I apologize for the mood that I'm in. Maybe next week you'll get a much more jovial fucking Orsini, but tonight was not the fucking night. Tonight has just been so ass fucking backwards, I can't even begin to describe. But that's okay, because the minute that I hit stop on this button and upload this fucking thing, I'm done. Next few days is just me and my family, and I'm not talking to any of you pricks for the next few days. I'm done. I'm done. I'm taking a time out, okay? I got a video that I'll be putting up tomorrow on uh, social media. Uh, two videos, actually. One sometime in the morning and then one at night that I'll be putting up for you guys just for some Thanksgiving and stuff and, and yada, yada, yada. It's all stuff about the shirt, which you guys, again, should buy. Black sale, Black Friday sale started started yesterday, actually, all the way to the 26th. All you got to do is head over to ProWrestlingTees.com backslash A-G-O-U-M and you can get that sexy gray tee that I've been rocking recently. I got another uh, member of the squad of O, a picture I got to put up on the page. I'll get to that shit when I get to it. I don't know. I don't even want to fucking look at that page right now. I don't want to do anything. Except sit on my ass next to my wife and just watch fucking TV right now. So that's what we're going to be doing. That's where we're headed. Um, I didn't get a chance to talk about anything that I want to talk about this week. Because it got all soaked up with a bunch of other shit. Okay. Creed came out tonight. I can't fucking even talk about that right now. I don't have time. Uh, I Hopefully I'll get a chance to see it soon. And then I'll be able to discuss it in even more detail. The next time around. Came out today, so I'm thinking sometime over the weekend it should be available um, to be seen somewhere else. So we will see. So this is Angry Ass Orsini signing off here, episode 63. I'm getting the fuck out of here, and I got to put this shit up for you guys to eat up. And hopefully you guys enjoy it. And if not, I don't give a shit. Fuck you. I'll see you. Bye. Hey, my house. Listen to my daddy's soul. Orsini is so